Welcome back, or just welcome, I don't know if it's, your, <laughs> if it's your first time here. Either way, hello. This is episode... Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Duty. Um, already derailed. <laughs> welcome to episode 12. Yep. Yep. Welcome to episode 12 of We Watch Dead People. I'm Emma, and across from me is Will. I thought you were going to say your name. No. Howdy. You made me say it last time, and then you just let it hang there for a long time, so I'll let you say it. It's not time. really healthy to hold grudges. <sighs> it's fine. You're fine. Yes. Looking. Um, oops. Okay. <laughs> this week, can we just get to it? Yes. Okay, this week, if you couldn't tell by our clues, which my cousin Nolan commented on the Instagram, he's like, these are your most like on-point clues yet, or most obvious. I don't know. He said something like that, and it... It's true, because from the first clue shot, we showed the glowing green liquid, which I think is classic, mm-hmm. or totally related, just very obviously, this film, which is The Reanimator. This one is still kind of like a cult classic, though. I mean, I think a lot of people probably actually haven't seen this one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, can I do Yeah. housekeeping? Yeah, housekeeping. So, The Reanimator which is based off an H.P. Lovecraft story, is a 1985 American horror comedy film, um, which I kind of got those vibes. Like, I got, as I was reflecting on it, it kind of gave me um, Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of vibes, but a little more gory. Uh, I mean, I guess I kind of see what you're saying. It's just like... It's like a little le- ridiculous. It leans into the into the cheese. Thus, the comedy... Um, it was directed by Stuart Gordon and produced by Brian Usna, and it stars Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West, um, Bruce Abbott as Dan Kane, David Gale as Dr. Carl Hill, and Barbara Crampton as what is literally listed in the Wikipedia as Kane's fiance, but I know her name is Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... that. I, I don't know why it's written that way on Wikipedia, but... Her name is Megan. That's that. that yeah, yeah. That, that that minimizes her role, though she doesn't have a very big one. Yeah, I want to talk about that, but I don't know if we want to get to stuff we didn't like right away. If we should, you know, start with the honey before you hit them with the vinegar. Mm. <laughs> Hugh Honey and Vic Vinegar. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so the gist of the movie, for those that don't know, oh yeah, is that Herbert West is a, a medical student. A mad medical student. Yeah, who has come up with this serum, the uh, <laughs> the, the reagent <laughs> to reanimate the dead. And it's like this glowing green liquid liquid that he just injects into it people. It looks like the it, stuff that are in glow sticks. Yeah. And it makes people come back to life, albeit in this sort of like feral, almost zombie-like state where they just get violent and angry and very pet cemetery vibes no Uh, with that description i mean kind of i mean in this one versus pet cemetery they are it's way gorier in kind of a hoaxy way like there's tearing open of 
bodies and people like whenever someone has like a cut or you know has their head cut off or whatever the tendrils hanging below it look like yarn string like dipped in pudding and like <laughs> blood well, it's, 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 <laughs> it's like, like drippy a, it's like a goofy body horror movie it just yeah. is like it's not scary. Yeah, I would not. I would argue. It's probably the first one we've watched that's actually uh, explicitly a comedy. There are some move. Some of these movies we've watched have senses of humor, but like this movie's meant to make you laugh. It's meant to be goofy, and it's meant to just sort of have gnarly gore that you get to kind of gawk at every once in a while in the movie. And I think on all those counts, it's pretty enjoyable. I mean. Mm. I, I know you didn't like it as much, which we can get into, but I mean, I think it's just sort of a fun movie. It's not a great movie. Um, it's certainly a dated movie, um, but I think it's also a fun movie. So Yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't call it horror, even in the slightest. Like, the only way you could be scared by this if gloopy red pudding mix really scared you, well, and it doesn't. And I'm sure at the time... Oops, excuse me. I'm sure at the time, people could have found that scary, but I was just... And it's not that I don't like special effects. Like, watching special effects in motion, like, practical effects, is awesome and enjoyable to watch. But 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 like I said, this movie isn't meant to be scary. Well, then why did we watch it for this podcast? Well, because horror doesn't have to be scary. It's, like, a very broad genre. Now, I think a lot of people assume it's scary, and the best ones usually are scary, but there is this whole genre of horror movies where it's just sort of like gross-out gore movies. Hmm. And, like, if that does scare you, I mean, I guess it does. But really, it's just a showcase for, like, blood and guts. And that's that's really what Reanimator is. Huh. There are a lot of those movies. and uh, Like what? Well... Don't say Saw. I wasn't going to say Saw because Saw is actually meant to scare you. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. There's, like... Uh, some of the some of the later like dead movies like not like Day of the Dead has some comedy in mm-hmm. it. It's actually pretty funny. Um, what about Shaun of the Dead? Is that horror? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just funny. But but that's also a different kind of. I mean, there's still blood and guts in that movie, but there are just there's like the, especially in the '80s, there's like this whole genre of movie where it's just like. Let us show you our cool special effects for, like, ripping human bodies apart. And it's true. I do like the special effects. Yeah, cause I'm, and they're practical at this point, so they're fun to watch. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I think they still classify as horror movies, but they're not scary. And I think that this is a prime, prime example of that. Okay. Well, interesting. That's a part of horror I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I know. Mm-hmm. Still didn't really like the movie. Well, that's fine. I mean, the the points I'm giving it, we don't have a point system, but if we did, I'd give it points for the practical effects. Practical effects are fun, and I like special effects makeup. And, yeah. You know. I also think that the movie, like, I think everyone, it seemed pretty clear to me that most of the people making it were having fun. Like, yeah. they were leaning into how ridiculous it was. Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West is sort of, at least among horror cult fan like cult horror movie fans an iconic kind of role he's just so over the top and yes caricature e which is funny and fun to watch and then also david gale as dr carl yeah, hill who's yeah, like yeah. the great. rival professor who's what does he say plagiarist you know yeah. when he's cutting his head off like he he's <laughs> he's a 
spooky, crazy kind of guy. Yeah, they're, they're, and especially, I think, um, David Gale, because he's older, and he sort of gives off that more distinguished vibe at mm-hmm. the beginning, and then he gets to be just like a headless man walking around being like lascivious and lewd and violent yeah. at the end. Like, I, that's, that's, I imagine, a fun fun role to do as an actor but um yeah and then bruce abbott sort of there as an everyman and uh they're you know always in this in a v-neck yeah always in his v-neck and there's like one time he wasn't always just kind of it is kind of cool to see his character's descent along herbert west because like uh he's a follower well yeah but dan bruce abbott's character dan at the beginning is established as like the most promising young medical student and then by the end has like lost his mind so much that he's also administering this like reanimation serum even though he knows its properties and what it's going to do he's like just totally lost his marbles i will say that there's a point early on in the movie where he goes to the dean who is the father of his girlfriend or fiance fiance Megan. Her and name he, is Megan. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thank you. And, and what's his name? Dean something. Dean. I don't know. Dean Allen Halsey. Robert Sampson. Halsey. And he's like, sir, I've seen Herbert West reanimate a body. And then the dean's like, he's kicked out of school and you've lost your scholarship. Like, he just. Boom, just, boom. Yeah, like... Dean doesn't mess around. Well, like, Dan's but, just like, I've seen it. And he's like, get the hell out of here. And like, We he don't just, do that. He, he just goes so over the top so fast. So it sort of kickstarts Dan's descent in a, in a less than cohesive way. But, you know, you're watching this movie and you're not exactly looking for, you know, realism at every corner. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just generally... Uh, a fun, enjoyable movie, special effects showcase. I don't, I don't look for much more than that with this one. Yeah. But you can talk about why you didn't. Okay. Not that I think that we should look to 1980s horror comedy films for representations in the slightest. And I know back then the, the idea of some standards and representation aren't fully there, but Megan's character really grinded my gears. Like, I felt so bad for her. She never, never mind the Bechdel test, because there wasn't even a second woman character for her to interact with, but not even just on her own or talking to her boyfriend. There was the doctor, the, the doctor that she gets at the, the curly-haired woman. The old woman right in the beginning? Well, no, they speak to each other at the hospital later on as well. I'm not gonna. I'm not pretending that that's okay. There's no main. But like, yeah, there's no just, other main yeah. lady character with more than like five lines. The, uh, my point. My and point even, pointing that out was that you actually had to think about who the other notable woman. Character yes, was. exactly. And even that woman had a handful of lines, and Megan probably had a handful of lines and a half. You know, mm-hmm. like there was nothing. But then also, like, I did not learn one thing about her character. She was also supposed to be a medical student. And the only thing I ever heard her say... She was? <laughs> yes. Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. See, she was supposed to be a medical student. Yeah. And at least I think I was pretty sure that they said that. But her, she talked to her fiancé like, ah, oh, 
just stay in line you're so smart and then she talked to her dad like daddy my boyfriend's not crazy and that was like it that was freaking it and you know what that like would have been fine like I would have been a little bit pissed about it but it would have been whatever I would expect it you know I wouldn't expect much better from 1980s horror comedy but then her big shining moment is getting stripped down by Dr. Kane, right? Yeah. Stripped down to the complete buff. No, it's um, Dr. Hill. Sorry. Yeah. Kane Hill, I think. No. No. Dan Kane is. You're right. Fiance, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Carl stripped, Hill is the doctor. Oh my gosh! All these C's. I know. Um, but stripped down to her buff by Dr. Hill when he's gone nuts. So he's got his head chopped off and both of his halves or parts are reanimated so his head's like telling his body what to do whatever but he's he ties her to a table table no he like cuffs her to a table whatever it doesn't matter she's restrained he takes her complete all of her clothes off and then just proceeds to hold his head as he like kisses different parts of her body and like fondles her and molests her which is at one point, it's by a severed head, so I get how it's supposed to be kind of ha-ha, but I was just like, come on, like, we haven't learned anything about this lady, and now we are just fondling her? Like, do you, it just made me, it was like, blech, I, I, I fuck see, that. Yeah. I was really over it at that point. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is kind of a gross scene, especially in retrospect. I think... Uh, I have conflicting views about it when you contextualize it. On one hand, it's showcasing that Dr. Carl Hill, who was, um, like I said, a distinguished kind of man in the movie, has like lost his marbles and become evil. But he's already but, killed several people. Does he really need to fondle a tit and like put his weird yeah, severed he head anyone? between her legs? Yes. And he performed laser surgery on the dean like um, brain laser surgery well he but he did that before his head came off didn't he yeah yeah so he would yeah I, but i think it just it's meant to further him being evil on the other hand even you know in the context of 1985 the scene is still definitely played for uncomfortable laughs like it's meant to make you sort of laugh uncomfortably as you watch it do you know what i mean no, I'm well, like I'm like, trying to understand, but I don't like when you like. It's meant to be. When it's meant to be so ridiculous and so uncomfortable that you can't help but laugh. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess, but I just. But I don't think that that. I, uh, it just doesn't. I don't know if they were made so uncomfortable by seeing a woman get sexually assaulted on film that it made them laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know but if I think in the 1980s it, there was that awareness for. My, it's the the severed head element. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the goofy part. And, and it like, is goofy. And, I, and I'm got... I'm not trying to defend it because I also agree that it's gross. I'm just saying I think like, as a matter of fact, I'm the opposite of defending it. That makes it extra gross. Mm-hmm. That it's like a sexual abuse scene played for comedic effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's gross. I think. Yeah. I just no. I can get behind. The fun special effects and the goofy kind of whatever, but that, and it happened right at the end when I already been like, ah, oh, this poor girl, like, she's not a character, she's a wisp of paper. Yeah. Oh, and now she's not, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just like, ugh, but, that, you know, I'm over it. That's, I said at the top, like, this movie is dated, Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
I think that this scene probably, I can't imagine that it was, uh, I don't want to say it was ever okay. It just was like. Not you know, contested. Yeah. Cause like I, I, the, what it made me think of watching it was Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Cause Revenge of the, yes. Ner- Revenge of the Nerds has that now infamous bit where, uh, David Carradine or Robert Carradine? I don't know. I don't know that movie like you know that movie. Uh, You should have your dad on. It's a great, it's a great (laughs) movie in a terrible way. Um, I don't like it. You know, I think again, it's just sort of an unfortunate product of the times. But this one scene is really bad, and this the scene is that one of the nerds dresses up as like the, the sexy cheerleader's boyfriend and they have sex and she doesn't know that it's the nerd. Yeah. And then she finds out afterwards. Yeah. And like... Awful. Th- yeah, that's really bad. Like really bad. And I, you know, I think it's just... I, I don't know. It's certainly the 80s. They just weren't... I mean, you could even make the argument that stuff like that wasn't even... It obviously wasn't as commonplace in the movies, but I don't think people would have really thought twice about it 15 years ago if they had it in a movie. Yeah. So, definitely uh, improved times we're living in. Um, yeah, slightly but, improved. We're working on it. We're trying. Well, yeah, but it's definitely better than mid-80s horror comedies or nerd sex romps, you know? like. Mm-hmm. So, we've we've come a long ways. <laughs> mm. I, You know, I, I so I totally take your point. Like, I think that's gross and... The treatment of Megan's character is gross. She's just sort of there to scream. and Though she is one of the few people with some common sense, I will say. She's like one of the few people who because early on... Because her only line is being like, oh, stop that. No, but she's she identifies early on that Herbert West is A, a creep, and B, uh, up to no good with his with his medical work. So, I mean, at the very least, she's one of the few people with, like, a decent head on her shoulders, but you get very few examples of her showcasing that, and then she also gets, you know, just ravaged and then killed. Mm-hmm. So, that is that is a bummer. But, so, you know, I see where you're coming from. Thank and I, I could totally appreciate that a lot of people probably wouldn't want to watch this movie nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know... But with that said, I think compartmentalizing certain parts of the movie, I think it's still kind of a fun. fun no, movie like to I watch. said, I love a good practical effect. Yeah, and I and like and, and like, I love caricatures over the top ridiculousness. You know, I went to theater school. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to. <laughs> we can go off on a whole nother tangent here, but I'm gonna make you cringe for a second. My <sighs> one of my on a you know one of my peak problematic faves as the kids say is hp lovecraft hp lovecraft has a lot of problems but i also do enjoy reading his stories and i you know i actually haven't read reanimator so it's a novelette according to the wikipedia (laughs) thank you yeah so i'm not sure exactly how closely adapted i mean they obviously modernized the story for the movie. It said loosely on the Wikipedia, but yeah. can we trust it? Well, I just, We haven't read it, we don't know. Yeah, but so my point is, I just don't know how closely they followed the template. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if H.P. Lovecraft le- wrote a less than enlightened story, and they followed it pretty closely, mm-hmm. um, at least in some aspects. And that's the movie we got. So, 
I don't know. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft definitely has some issues, and mm-hmm. but I, like I said, I can't, I can't help but enjoy some of his stories as well. So, wow. I know that's your own thing. I know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not not a thing to be proud of. So, okay. I also like Morrissey, though less and less every day. So everyone's got problems. <laughs> what? I don't know. You're digging yourself into a hole, and you're still digging. Well, stop digging. Okay, I'll get stop. out of the hole. I'm sorry. Start filling it with sand. I like the Smiths. I don't like Morrissey. There you go. <laughs> oh my God! Get out of the hole. <laughs> get out, Will. Quick, here. I'm down. I'm down. I'm giving you my arm. I'll I'll help you out. Lift me out. <laughs> yeah, with my brute arm strength. Yeah, no. <laughs> but you know, I don't know what. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I, Reanimator is a pretty straightforward movie. I don't yeah, feel like I'm, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of no wiggle room for analysis. Yeah. I, I would, you know, we were originally going to do this episode with our friend Blaine. I would have been interested to hear what Blaine. he had to say. Because um, Blaine, Blaine's a little. He's a little iffy about coming on the show but i'm gonna i'm we're gonna, gonna, we're, I'm we'll, gonna we'll get, get him we'll get him someday we'll get you. but but blaine blaine's uh dad is friends with tom savini who's like the master of like mm-hmm. horror special effects yeah blaine and, would have had some good insight yeah and i think blaine has a certain eye for that kind of thing so i mean it would have just been interesting i'm sure we'll do more movies like this so yeah we'll we'll have other chances hopefully <laughs> But anyways, next week we're going to be getting a little more contemporary, returning to the cinema. So if you've been watching... I'm trying to think what we're doing. Well... Show me your list. Oh, If you've been watching the trailers on YouTube, you've probably seen it like a thousand times. And if you've ever looked up horror movies or anything related, I'm sure they're watching you and thus bombarding you with these ads. That's right. Because I feel bombarded. (laughs) I feel like I've seen the whole movie. You know what? We'll get into it next week. Yeah, we will. Anyway, so thank you for listening. Hope you have a enjoyable Memorial Day. Yep, it's Memorial Day. And we will... uh, We're going to the pool. That's right. So Mm -hmm. we'll be back again next week. And uh, thanks for listening. Wear your sunscreen. That's right. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.